This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to For This I Bow My Knees with Tracy Frederick. She was unable to have children, or barren is what they called it, and she was older, or advanced in years. Now, she wasn't Hannah from 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah doesn't fit this description. And she wasn't Sarah. Sarah doesn't fit this description either. She was from the daughters of Aaron. And the Holy Spirit says that she was righteous, walked blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. And her husband, he was a priest, chosen by law to enter the temple of the Lord. And he petitioned the Lord on her behalf for a child because she wanted one so desperately. She was Elizabeth. The woman chosen to become the mother of the man that our Lord declared, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 11, verse 11. Now, typically, when we discuss Elizabeth, we hear her talked about only in relation to Mary, her cousin, especially the scene where Mary visits Elizabeth after she learns she's pregnant with the Messiah. And Elizabeth's life is inextricably connected to Mary's son, our Savior. But there are a few other things that I think we can learn from this woman and her story. This woman who had one singular purpose. This strong woman who helped raise a great son. So let's go back to the situation, this miracle that made her a mother. You'll recall the extended narrative. It's found in Luke chapters 1 and 2. So we've already discussed her lineage. She was from the daughters of Aaron. And you'll recall in Exodus chapter 28, the descendants of Aaron served as priests for the Lord. And her husband, Zacharias, he served as a priest to the people. So one day as he went into the temple to burn the incense, the angel Gabriel told him not to be afraid because he was... He was so afraid because he saw that angel. Gabriel said his prayers had been answered and heard, and his wife would have a son, and they would name him John. But her husband wasn't sure of it. I mean, he doubted and he questioned. He said, well, I'm an old man, and, and my wife is advanced in years. It just didn't seem possible. So because of his doubting, the angel made him silent and unable to speak until his son had been born and everything was fulfilled in its proper time. So Elizabeth became pregnant, and her reaction was very different from her husband. She believed her circumstances became, came as a blessing from God. And so when the time came, she gave birth to her son, and everyone rejoiced with her. But you probably remember this part of the story when she and her, her husband, Zacharias, took John to be circumcised on the eighth day. The people there insisted that he would be named after his father. In fact, that's what they were going to name him. But you recall Zacharias, who couldn't speak. So Elizabeth did. Elizabeth said, no, indeed, he shall be called John. But the crowd wouldn't listen to her. The people wouldn't listen to her. So they turned to her husband and asked him. And he wrote on his tablet, his name is John. And Zacharias then was able to speak. And he began to prophesy about their child. And the final words of that prophecy that he spoke said, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, 
For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. Luke chapter 2, verse 76 through 79. And the chapter closes in verse 80 saying, So the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the days of his manifestation to Israel. And that, that's about all that we know about Elizabeth. But really, there's a lot there. I mean, have you considered Elizabeth's singular purpose for being a mother? To raise a child into a man who would be the one that the prophet Isaiah described as the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Chapter 40, verse 3 of Isaiah. And of course, there are the verses that I left out earlier, but they're so important to understanding this this, this just more than a story of a woman being granted her prayer for a child. So listen to verses 14 through 17 of chapter 1 of, of Luke. It says, And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. You know, I wonder, I wonder if that's what her husband prayed for when he prayed for a child, when he asked for a child. I wonder if that's what she prayed for, what Elizabeth prayed for when she made supplication to God for a child. Because if yes, did she know what, what that, would, that, that would mean that her son would leave her, that her son would walk away? I mean, literally into the desert, existing on what he could find to sustain him. Walk away from her to serve God. Did she pray for a child that she could teach him that serving God was more important than life? Did she pray for a child that she could teach him to stand up to anyone, even Herod, that he would have no right to have his brother's wife? Matthew chapter 14. Is that what she prayed for? A child that would grow up to be strong and be ready to die rather than denounce God. Is that the kind of mother she wanted to be? We know that Jesus came at the right time, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And that right time, it meant that there had to be a John. And that meant that there had to be an Elizabeth, a woman that God trusted for this one singular purpose, to be a helpmeet to a husband who would raise a child filled with the Holy Spirit, who would live and die to turn the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And so, as we think about Elizabeth, what are we praying for when we pray for our children, for our husband, for our grandchildren? I mean, maybe even when you pray for mine, as I pray for you and yours every day, 
Because you know, there's just so many things to consider right now. I mean, so many things to pray for. But, you know, there's really only one singular purpose that matters. There's only one singular purpose that we have for us and for them. Really, right? Yeah. And that's why I bow my knees. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media. Thank you for being with us today.